Good afternoon, everyone. The budget work session of the Richmond City Council will now come to order. Mr. Clark, if you would read the meeting announcement, uh, followed by the roll call. Yes, before we begin this work session, I must state the following for the record. This session is being held as an electronic meeting pursuant to and in compliance with Ordinance Number 2020-093, adopted April 9, 2020, as most recently amended by Ordinance Number 2020-232, adopted December 14, 2020. Notice of the session was provided to the public by means of a revised public information advisory issued on May 4, 2021, as well as through Legistar and the city's website in accordance with our usual practice. There will be no opportunities for public comment at this session. In order to identify each member of council who is present electronically for this session, I will now call the roll. Mr. Addison. Present. Ms. Jordan. Here. Ms. Lambert. Here. Ms. Larson. Ms. Lynch. Here. Ms. Trammell. Mr. Jones. Vice President Robertson. Here. And President Newbill. Here. Uh, yes, Madam President, you have a quorum of council present with all members ex with the exception of Ms. Larson, Ms. Trammell, and Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Clark. At this time, we will uh, proceed with our budget review and uh, Mr. Anderson and Mr. Eckelberger, if you will get us underway. I, I think because this is capital that Samson is going to lead the discussion through this. That's uh, correct. But I was I know both of you will be providing some portion of it. So that's why I said so. Mr. Yes. Anderson will start first. Absolutely. Let me. I'm sharing my screen now. Are you all able to see the spreadsheet? It's got some yeah. green and purple on it. This is the same uh, spreadsheet that we looked at a few days ago. The difference is it has some additional color coding to it per responses that we have received from the administration and as well as the addition of a CIP request that was um, erroneously omitted in the previous iteration of this form has been added here at the bottom. Um, to review following our previous meeting, uh, this has been organized into rough categories um, of transportation and parks and schools. And based on conversations that were had during the previous meeting, everything in green in um, transportation here are projects that – the administration intends to do during complete streets for the next fiscal year or fiscal year and a half. And administration has said that they will continue to work with council members to follow up with the completion of these projects during the next fiscal year, fiscal year and a half. The exceptions being line item six, which is the Creighton Court transformation. Uh, with the patron of President Newbill, that was discussed as being um, 
potentially funded through ARP funds uh, to be discussed later in the meeting. And then item number 10 was um, rescinded by the patron earlier. And that's where we left off with uh, transportation following the previous CIP meeting. I see a question. Councilman Jones. Yes, yes, ma'am, Madam President. Thank you. Uh, just wanted to know, uh, and Samson, if if y'all could get this for us and just forward it on the council, just to let us know what is going to be appropriated for speed tables. Because, again, I understand that I believe last year's budget or this year's budget roughly allocates 200, 220,000. Uh, some odd dollars, which is roughly about 14 to 15 speed tables citywide. Just trying to understand the amount uh, uh, that uh, that is allocated, that is going to be allocated specifically uh, for that. And if there's someone here from the administration that can speak to it, that has it. But if I, I, it would suffice if I just got that in the email, I'm just trying to understand that, Madam President. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Jones. We'll make sure that we get that information. Uh, Councilwoman Jordan. Thank you. My question is similar. Um, would like to know, I mean, yes, we know that complete streets already exist, and I'm sure there are speed tables, but my intention was to add more funding to complete streets so that we can do more traffic calming and safety measures. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Um, Anderson, uh, did that complete your review of that section based on the comments you provided thus far? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what we have is that essentially everything except for item number six, which is crate and court transformation, um, could and will be addressed uh, with uh, DPW working with Mr. Vincent uh, through the complete streets effort. Is that correct? That is my understanding following discussions with uh, the administration and both their leadership as well as department heads. Okay. Uh, Mr. Saunders, are you on and can speak to that? Uh, Madam President, do you mind if I ask either you or Samson to just kind of restate the question, make sure I get you the right answer? Sure. It was just making sure that items one through five and items seven through nine, um, that those were items that uh, we are understanding can be and that Mr. Vincent would be working with members on as a part of the complete streets effort. I think that um, at a high level that 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 is accurate. I think it will be uh, I know that Mr. Vincent has had conversations with several members of council with items on this list just regarding you know, how we will be kind of working collaboratively uh, with the council members to um, to meet these goals. Um, so I, I think I think the short answer to that is yes. And again, it, some of it may be in complete street. Some of it may be out of paving, et cetera. Right. Um, that's where uh, Director Vincent will or Bobby will um, be working to to, you know, achieve what's outlined here. Thank you. And so, members, what I'd like to get consensus on at this time is that those items, we would proceed um, with working with um, the administration, DPW and or complete streets and or other initiatives 
uh, to accomplish. Um, can I see if we have a consensus on that? If you would uh, give a show of hands. Madam President. Quick question. Uh, oh, go ahead. Okay. I, is that what, 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 what that amount would be? Because they could say they're going to address it, but if they only have, you know, the ability or the capacity to do 14 speed tables citywide, that's not meeting the need. And so I, I'm just trying to understand how do we handle that? And then if all these dollars are more or less removed and we're saying we're not handling that, what what are we doing what are we doing with those dollars these were I'm, yes yes ma'am my apologies I'm, I'm working from my phone so i don't have the ability to raise my hand my apologies uh this is bobby vincent director of public works um good afternoon everyone good afternoon council um president and um council member jones um the department we have more than enough dollars to do significantly more than 15 speed tables. And in terms of working uh, throughout the um, city with our paving program and the way that we've integrated speed tables and traffic calming into that paving program, the only reason why I can't give an exact number is due to the fact that the speed tables would have to be designed and approved by um, various agencies, inclusive of fire. Um, however, I can assure you that we have more than enough money to do significantly more than 15 um, speed tables. Thank you, Mr. Vincent. Members, with that uh, clarification, might I uh, see if we have consensus to proceed with working uh, with the administration, specifically Mr. Vincent, across Complete Streets and other initiatives to accomplish the amendments that have been uh, indicated in 1 through 5 and 7 through 9? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm raising my hand for an additional question. Okay, I don't even see it, Ms. Jordan, but okay, yes. Uh, yes, Ms. Jordan. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Vincent, for being on here. I guess my hesitation to move forward with consensus is not knowing if the specific needs that have been asked for in Carver, Jackson Ward, and Scott's edition are part of this plan, and, and that was why I was hoping to get more clarification on what you know, what's coming up, what you guys are budgeting for, because if it's not in your current budget, that's why I want a, a lot more funding to it. Thank you. So, Ms. Jordan, are you, okay, you referencing amendments that are in this section that you submitted, is that correct? Are you asking yes. specifically? So have, okay. Yep. Within numbers one and two is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe I'm confused. I'm sorry. Are we, are we accepting all of these as amendments, it sounded to me like we were not because we were not accepting them because they are already going to be addressed with complete streets and or other um, initiatives that the administration um, has planned. OK, so I'm not comfortable with that. I, I do. OK, what where is your question? So I'm trying to get to where your concern is. OK, for over a month, I've been asking for an outline of what was going to be in complete streets so that. I could understand if the request my constituents have been making in um, the north of Broad Street neighborhoods that have don't have as robust infrastructure were going to be met. So I was specifically looking for Scott's Edition, Carver, and Jackson Ward requests that have been in the pipeline for a while. Okay, and I know thank other you. Across the city, I supported uh, my council member uh, Mike Jones's proposal as well for that very reason. 
Thank you. Right. Um, um, Mr. Vincent, are you still on with us? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I am. Um, good afternoon, Councilwoman Jordan. Um, looking at the request, the request was for citywide and not necessarily for specific neighborhoods. The way that we go about installing speed tables through the paving program is based upon the availability of those streets. So for me to say today which streets those were going to be in fiscal year 22 would be premature because we work together with the Department of Public Utilities as well as all of the other agencies to make certain that there are as few obstacles in terms of, of, of duplication of work as possible. So I don't want to say that, that we're going to do the Carver area or some of the other areas because right now we're paving um, just about the entire fan. And so in the process of paving the fan, where we have a need for speed tables or something of that nature, then at that point in time, that's where we can put in speed tables. Um, and so if you just, if you would, um, I guess kind of, I don't want to say trust, trust might be a, a strong and a long word to, to, to put out there with regards to it, but I can assure you that we are putting in speed tables um, throughout the city as, as line items one and two uh, requested in terms of citywide and that specific area because specific areas may carry us into an additional fiscal year, which would tie those dollars up if we specify them to a particular neighborhood um, for fiscal year 22. Thank you, Mr. Benson. Now I see other hands and I'm going to assume that these are questions as well. So Councilwoman Robertson. Councilwoman Robertson. My hand was not really for a question, but I will okay. ask one to Mr. Vincent just to be sure. Uh, my request uh, amendments, which I'm understanding uh, you have budget to address those things, item number seven, eight, and nine. And uh, I know you elaborated on the school crossing the other day. Um, so I'm assuming that you'll be in specific to those items that are identified. Yes, ma'am. That is Thank correct. You. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll, we'll get together and talk a schedule. Thank you. Yes, so I, I, our other members, I see hands. Are you in agreement with moving forward, working with Mr. Vincent and the administration relative to these items, or do you have questions? I have a comment. Okay, Mr. Um, Addison. Thank you. Um, so, Mr. Vincent, since you're on the call with us this, this afternoon, uh, we are in our first year of using the CBTA structure of funding, correct? Yes, sir. So, we have, I think, significantly seen an increase in our available paving street infrastructure budget, which is why I think we're now able to more focus on drastically increasing our funding for complete street projects. That, would that be a fair estimate from years past? Uh, <laughs> I don't like to say that my funding has been reduced because uh, because we have, in fact, been receiving more funding. Um, no, no, but, I mean, are, but, we, are we increasing more? I was saying, are we getting more this year? Is more allocated for these projects? There's more work that's going to be able to be done within the public right-of-way because of the CBTA funding. That is, that is a correct statement. Um, and so okay. some of that funding is taking care of um, is taking care of our paving infrastructure, which also includes traffic calming measures. Correct. Okay. So our backlog, which has been significant for a long time, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot of those projects that have been in the 
the five-year CIP project plan for traffic improvements will be caught up with soon, if I can That's give a, an estimate of soon. <clears throat> okay. That is correct. So, I would say that those, a lot of the backlog in terms of traffic calming measures can be um, made more whole through the utilization of our CBTA funding as well as um, some of the state and federal funding that we're receiving as well as some of the CIP dollars that we're receiving through our complete street. Gotcha. So Thank you. I oh, I'm sorry. Wanted to Were you done? I'm sorry. Sure that, uh, I have one the final comment is this. It is hard to understand how the CIP budget for these types of projects is going to catch up. And I've seen a lot of projects that have been on to me from my predecessor on council um, around traffic calming improvements and that are now getting caught up in the last probably year and a half. And I think it's been seen as these changes are happening with our funding. And so I think for the questions being asked by Ms. Ms. Jordan specifically, definitely reach out to Mike Sawyer and Travis Bridwell to see what they can provide maybe around what those specific area projects are in the time of the pipeline uh, to see what can be sped up because that's one of the things I had to do last five years. And I think we've been able to make some good things happen and more is to come. Um, thank you, Mr. Addison. Um, in addition, uh, members, there are um, we had opportunity to be in a meeting with Senator Warner today and just was reinforced uh, the amount of dollars that will become available to uh, to the Commonwealth as well as to uh, localities that will allow us to address additional infrastructure needs as well as transportation, airport, broadband, and that's separate from the ARP funding. So. I'm looking forward to us being able to catch up on many of the outstanding projects we've had across the city based on that. Uh, members, are we uh, ready to uh, get consensus in this area? Uh, I have a question. Okay, so I see hands. I couldn't tell if they were still up from, okay. So then let me move in the order. I think I see them. Um, Councilwoman Lynch, did you have a question? Yeah, just the, I, I, I unfortunately didn't get a whole lot of I had a whole lot of time to discuss my amendment, so I'm just a little confused as to where um, we are and where that lands us. The for, number three yeah, and number four. Like, what are we? What are we actually getting for the four hundred thousand in Swansboro and Swansboro West? We discussed, I think, doing redoing some gravel, but. I, Beyond that, I was confused as to where we landed and where that's going to go. Yes, ma'am. The um, I'm sorry. Can, yeah, I guess the president can hear me. With the $400,000 request that you're making, what I don't want to do is just to stalemate that $400,000 request to one area that may or may not be ready to get that work done. So, in terms of instead of taking the $400,000 and making it a stalemate. I would much rather prefer to be able to do the work through our general CIP funding that we currently have in our complete street. And I can do some of that work through our maintenance efforts because it is work that's being done within the public right of way. And we are, in fact, in the process of obtaining um, more staff and, and, and doing more work within the public right of way through both the CIP as well as through the CBTA funding, as well as through our normal funding processes in terms of the general fund. So uh, in terms of the gravel area that we'll be able to do in Swansboro, we can also take a look at some of the sidewalk and gutter repair work that needs to be done. 
but we can do that work with the current amount of funding that we already have instead of putting funding in this particular line item, which oftentimes stalemates it. Okay, I have a better, I have a much better understanding, and um, and and yeah, I, I I appreciate you giving me a call and and understand with the existing infrastructure issues. Um, um, so so essentially, we could work together on the list of sidewalk repairs that we were um, that we have existing right now in Swansboro West and Swansboro. That's what I'm kind of hearing. Yes, ma'am. Matt. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Madam President, I just if yes, if I Ms. May. Mr. Saunders, further clarification on that item. Is that correct? I, I think it's more of just a statement of of okay. um, uh, how we do do we do operate. I believe that um, Bobby and the Department of Public Works um, does much of their planning based on uh, funding availability, but then going through uh, you know the the data that drives where investments are made um, are significant increase in paving over the last few years has been uh, very intentionally um, targeted at our uh, areas with the the what we say the lowest grade um, for road condition uh, and they've been steadily um, clicking off those uh, lower grades and going up the list to get to those um, you know at further up to, to try and achieve that you know good condition for for all of our, our streets I think that Mike Sawyer and the team uh, leading Vision Zero, uh, as we've taken on opportunities like speed tables, but also um, the you know stop for pedestrian signs, et cetera, have been targeting those areas that data designates or shows to be the, the areas of highest risk. I think there's always room for conversation collaboration with the council members who know firsthand you know the needs of your district where we need to um, you know kind of either raise or lower items based you know from where maybe the data may show based on the feedback we know hear from constituents about their priorities. But I think that's what the public department of public works does a very good job of is working with uh, the council members and liaisons on their, their priority areas. But, um, but largely it's the data that drives our, our current investments. And then alongside the communications with council members about how, uh, how to meet the priorities of their, their communities. Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Uh, Councilwoman Trammell, did you have a question at this point? Thank you, Madam President. And Councilwoman Lambert after. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I have a question for Bobby. Bobby, um, can you tell us, you know, I know that I, you and I have had a little bit of a conversation about, like, the money that comes in, like, for the speed tables and, and um, I guess, the roundabouts and things like that. Can you tell us how much money has has come in like last year to this year as far as the speed tables and the roundabouts or like the things that they're putting up now. I noticed um, the other day on Broad Rock Road, which I've gotten a lot of a lot of compliments on that. People are loving it. They said it's, it slowed the traffic down right there at Broad Rock, um, 3500 block, I believe it is. And yep, if you could um, give us a you know an estimate on that. Because I know that I see that Council Michael Jones has got $500,000 for speed tables. If we already have the money from the federal government for that, then he should be able to get the money back and put it to use on something else. And also, um, I've been getting calls today, Bobby, in reference to Walmsley Boulevard. The citizens are asking because I guess they travel on Broadway and 
Broad Rock Road to Broad Rock Boulevard, and they're asking, is there any way we could do something um, on Walmsley Boulevard and on Warwick Road as far as like what we have done on Broad Rock? And I think um, Vice President Ellen Robertson uh, mentioned it the other day that it's in her district, too, and how much that she was grateful for it. Um, I know that's a lot of questions. Sure. Mr. Vincent, nope. um, any clarification in the relative to those items? Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for those questions, Councilwoman Trammell. Um, the, the answer is that it varies. Um, so uh, for a project similar to the one that's taking place at Maury and I-95, for that particular roundabout, the city receives millions of dollars from the federal government in order to have that installed. When we look at some of our traffic circles that we have installed throughout our neighborhoods, there's more of a traffic calming. Um, uh, some of those projects that we do, in fact, receive state and federal funds for could wind up costing us anywhere from ten to $20,000. And we typically are installing um, about 10 of those on an annual basis. So right now we're looking at probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about $200,000 a year. But my concern is that we are allowed to be able to do those in a general fashion and work with you all because traffic studies have to be done prior to any of those traffic circles and or um, splitters and or um, 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 roundabouts are installed. So it's a tedious process that oftentimes takes time. And what I don't want is for, because if you all recall five years ago, we were having line items in the CFP budget that we were not able to spend. And those dollars were just sitting there for year on and year out. We're not doing that now by having all of our dollars available to us and spending them accordingly. And we're spending them in a fashion that has certainly benefited our city, um, our city as well as you all's constituents. So I would like for, the, for us to be able to continue to have the opportunity to work together to identify the needs of the city holistically in terms of traffic calming. And this measure is the best way for us to go about doing that. Okay, okay cause Bobby, I know yes, the other day, um, Councilman Michael Jones had said that he wasn't just saying $500,000 just for his district. He was like That's trying right. to share it with everybody. But I was That's wondering correct. if there's so much grant out there for different things, and I'm not talking about a roundabout because my people are trying to get a petition now to get the roundabout taken up over there. And you know you've been to those meetings over there at Belmont Woods. They want that roundabout up because it is it is horrible. I'm not talking about yeah, no more roundabouts. I'm talking about like what you got like on Broad Rock, where it's got the little um, the little signs like like for the crosswalk and something like it to slow the traffic down because we don't have enough you know we don't have enough police officers to be in every neighborhood writing speeding tickets um, when there's so much other things that they're doing right now. So. so so should we leave the 500000 or should Michael be able to take that back and use it for like a drainage project or something like that? Um, I would like for the 500000 to remain in the budget so that it can be spent according to the way that we had it originally set. Because if we take money from one area, that area is then going to hurt. Whether or not that money comes from facilities or if that money comes from recreation and parks. I know that everybody has been fighting for dollars and dollars are tight. And so where we have dollars budgeted for those areas, I'm trying to do my best to make certain that I'm not hurting or robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so me being able to take care of your transportation needs through my CBTA funding and or through my general fund and or through my CIP dollars by prioritizing them in accordance to how you all see fit as well as the mayor's budget. That's the way that I would like to continue to utilize those funds. Okay. Just one Thank more. you. Madam President, just one more thing. Can Bobby get all of us, give to all of us, like the 
um, the breakdown of what he can get the grant money for as far as the speed tables and the com- all the other things that, I mean, the yes. that was something really great that the people are loving it on Broad Rock Road where it's got the little, the slow down um, and the little stop sign and things like that in the road. I'll have to take a that picture right. and send it. But thank, thank you, you. Thank that, you Yeah, that was requested earlier, um, Councilwoman. And uh, Mr. Vincent has made commitment to get with each person relative to requests um, within districts and how we prioritize. So, yes, Mr. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Saunders, did you have something else? Because I have several, something specific to that. Are you able? I, I was just looking to maybe help clarify that what uh, to Councilman Trammell's comment, um, but, I, but I think we got there just that okay. it, the money uh, in green up here is not moving. It's not, et cetera. It, it, it is in the complete streets budget. And right. Bobby, as he mentioned, is recommended it stay there so that we can um, provide the greatest value and return for citizens. Thank you. Uh, Councilwoman Lambert, then Councilwoman Jordan, and then Councilwoman Robertson. And then we'll yes. try to move forward with consensus. Thank you, Madam President. Um, quick question. So everything that's in green is already in the budget for FY22. So with the consensus is these, I guess, requests will still move forward. And the only one we'll need to address is the Creighton Court transformation. That's correct. Okay. I just want to be clear on what we're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman um, Jordan and then Councilwoman Robertson. Thank you. And I just want to be clear that I'm a big fan of Bobby Benson and his team. You guys are amazing. I'm just trying to give you more money to address, um, you know, all the, all the issues that people keep bringing to us. So um, I, I don't want to, we're already behind in our budget process. Um, we have more to go. When we have some extra money at the end, I'm going to raise my hand again about Complete Streets being a good place for it. Understood. Thank you, Ms. Jordan. You I mean, I think between the CVTA funds and the funds that have been budgeted this year, plus the infrastructure dollars that we're anticipating, we should be able to do major work throughout the city. And I hope you would agree with that, Mr. Benson, because that's certainly something we all be looking for. Madam President, yes, um, I know yes. you said of, of Bobby, but I, I just want to remind folks when, you know, it wasn't that many years ago, two or three years ago, where the city's paving budget uh, and, and large infrastructure money was in the, the two to three million dollar range. Um, last year, we put in close to 30. We're, we're still 25 to 30 million uh, in investment this year. We, we've made big strides in the last couple of years, and it's a lot for us all to be proud of. Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Councilwoman Robertson. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just want to mention to um, to uh, the staff, um, I don't know if this is Mr. Vincent's area or not, but I have gotten some calls about the little stop signs that we have in the middle of the street uh, where pedestrians is crossing, that uh, some motorists don't know whether or not they're supposed to just stop Irregardless, and I've had some folks call me to say that they've been almost rear-ended because they'll stop, but the cars behind them don't are necessarily stopping. And so I don't know what the solution is. I just wanted to put it out there uh, that there are some confusion as it relates to uh, what those little signs mean and whether or not everybody recognizes that they are to 
come to a stop or stop when there's pedestrians in the crosswalks. Now, Thank if you, you want to answer, just want to put it out there so that we're aware of uh, any uh, unintended consequences that we need to think through. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. And I, I concur, we definitely need to provide some education thereof. Members, might I have consensus at this time to uh, proceed with, um, again, uh, working with Mr. Benson, uh, Mr. Vincent, and the resources he has for complete streets, uh, as well as through uh, other initiatives and anticipated funding to provide the items one through five and seven through nine. Might I see consensus? Hands for consensus to proceed in that way. Members, are you weighing in? Thank you. So we have consensus that we will um, proceed to work again with uh, Mr. Vincent um, and the various sources of funding, Mr. Vincent and the administration, the various sources of funding to accomplish items one through five and seven through nine. For item number six, um, I would like to um, recommend that we would uh, look, we have um, opportunity to um, address those funds, uh, as I understand it, through uh, a couple of possibilities, ARP funding, as well as infra infrastructure funding that would be uh, coming forth to um, our um, city. And I would um, ask that this be an item that would be included on the list for those funds. And should there be any reason that we did not receive them, that we would identify sources to accomplish um, that uh, set of infrastructure items that have been delineated uh, as a part of the Creighton Court transformation. But at this point, with all that uh, we all understand, it is um, uh, an opportunity to utilize that resource. And I would like to ask for consensus to uh, place this on the list for incoming, for anticipated funds, either through ARP and or any other state or federal infrastructure funds and or uh, certainly identification of funds by the administration should that not occur. And based on the conversation um, that was had with the senator this morning, it was re even more reconfirming that we will um, be receiving uh, funds uh, and a lot of funds across um, for infrastructure, for ARP, for a variety of areas. So, um, Mr. Jones, is there a question for you with that item? Yes, ma'am. I think I think we should have a separate conversation about about ARP funding, uh, because, again, my concern is equity. There are issues and challenges throughout the city, and especially on the south side. We have an asset that we have owned since 2014, and it's not scheduled to be uh, uh, completed until 2026. And that's a community center. And so my what what I would like the to community is center is at, in here, is it not? No, it's not, Madam President. It, it, if you would just let me finish, if you would just let me finish, we're talking about the completion thereof. 
It is not scheduled to be completed until 2026. And we purchased it in 2014. And so what I would hope that we would do is look at projects that are in line with our priorities and the needs of our city, list those out and have a, a larger conversation of what to do with our funding. Because I'm sure if every person on council right now had an opportunity to say, you know, what projects would you like done in your district with our funding? Every last one of us has something that, that, that we would rank with different levels of priority and need and there, and, and therefore, so I, I would hope that we, we could table this, uh, uh, this particular project until we have a larger conversation, what we can do with, uh, ARP funding. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, let me say that, um, I do not see that this would be a project that would be tabled. We're in the midst of trans transformation of the Creighton Court public housing community as we speak. Uh, we have uh, stood up on the old Armstrong site. Uh, if folks have not visited, um, significant housing housing is a priority for us. This is a part and parcel of that tra uh, Creighton Court transformation, and uh, I. Uh, see this as critical to ensuring that we have quality, affordable housing uh, for our city and for our community. I And I agree, the uh, project you're talking about, we're about to come up on parks. If we want to talk about where that is, and I understood that we, the administration was going to talk about the possibility of advance because that particular project has been out for a while, but that um, I am still asking that we proceed with um, putting this project on the table for that purpose. It's consistent with our priority for affordable housing um, and allows us to continue to move forward with the Creighton Court transformation that creates even more quality affordable housing for our families. Ms. Lambert? Ms. Lambert. I'm sorry, Madam President, I was an accident. I didn't have my hand Okay. Up. So, um, Mr. Jones, if you would um, allow, we will have a discussion of parks and actually your item. Um, I thought on the front page with Mr. Sampson, there was initial discussion, but that we would um, um, discuss that in the context of parks, et cetera. But this is consistent with our priority for uh, quality, affordable housing specifically uh, as we work to transform our Creighton Court um, public housing community. Ms. Lynch, is there a question, question or comment? Um, thank you, President Newville, and I definitely support um, support you in getting um, Creighton Court, um, the Creighton Court transformation underway. Um, are, is the 4.7 that is in, um, are you proposing to put all, that's, all 4.7 is going to be ARP. ARP or infrastructure, because there, it is clear that we're going to be, in addition to ARP, there will be significant dollars for infrastructure and other items that will come to the city, to, to the Commonwealth and to the city. So um, it, ARP, I'm wanting to earmark across those anticipated funds for ARP and infrastructure, uh, federal and or state uh, dollars that would allow us to um, move forward with this um, initiative that addresses and allows us to address 
um, housing. Um, so, yes, I'm looking to have that be uh, something that would be on the list itemized for that amount across those sources. Um, and and or if those sources are not available, that um, we would still identify um, how we would accomplish this uh, this work effort to continue with uh, moving with the transformation of the public housing community there in Creighton. Yeah, because infrastructure dollars are not, unfortunately, they're probably not going to be here for quite some time. But uh, that's ARP why I said will, ARP, right. right. I'm listing every single one. And so the first up uh, for us would be critical so we could move. And this is and we still have uh, two more phases of this work to do in order to complete this um, public housing community transformation. So I would ask if I might have consensus to list this item at this time um, on our list of items uh, that we have for uh, ARP um, and um, or other state funds and or identification of funds to accomplish this project. And if I might see hands for that. Madam President, Madam oh, President. Yes, Councilwoman Trammell. I, I had a question too, and, and I forgot to ask it earlier. Is it relative um, to this item? It's in reference to the sidewalks like the south side. I know every year we bring this up and every year we get told that we're going to talk about it and then it just gets lost. And I'm not just talking about the 8th District. I mean, it's just like the court, like Jefferson Davis or not really Jefferson, not really Richmond Highway, but like Broad Rock like Wamsey Boulevard, every day when I come down, every day I know I'm on Wamsey Boulevard, and I see those poor children and those mothers pushing those baby carriage down all the way to Wamsey, trying to get to this um, 7-Eleven, because there's no grocery store, and they just about fall over with their babies in those, in those strollers trying to push them. And I've asked year after year after year after year if we could please look at some sidewalks. You know, it, I mean, not sure. just in the 8th District, but I mean, I'm just talking about like the main, like the main corridor, Wamsey Boulevard, Broad Rock, and fix those sidewalks where the trees are, you know, uprooting the sidewalks, and they have to walk in the street. And you Thank know, you, Madam President, I'm sorry, you know, Trammell, every on. year I ask and ask and ask, and I get pushed back. Please, Ms. Trammell, um, if you would allow, um, we will come back to that. Mr. Vinson had indicated that he would be working with us on those things, but if you will allow me to move forward with. Uh, whether we have consensus on this item, I'll come back and ask Mr. Vincent to speak more to that item. Madam um, yes. Madam, thank you. I just wanted, I, I, I'm supporting you on this. I just ask you, please, this year. Yes, don't, we'll come please. back to it before thank we you, leave Madam. this section. Thank yes. you. Uh, might I, Councilwoman Robertson, is that a question that you have here? Or is that a hand for consensus? That's a hand for consensus. It's Might I have high. consensus? It's high, though. Okay. <laughs> Might I have um, consensus on proceeding with um, placing this item on the list for uh, ARP funding um, and or other appropriate funding as it becomes available um, and or certainly identifying resources to accomplish this effort? Okay. One, two, three. If people would raise your 
pants and keep them up so that we can Did I have Miss Lynch? Did you indicate that <laughs> I don't see you? And I see hands moving back and forth, so I can't. If everyone would, if you would mind, if you would please uh, pl um, pl put your hand up if you are uh, amenable to what's being proposed relative to this item. Okay, so were there any other members who would um, be amenable to this item? Thank you. We have consensus, and um, thank you, and we'll move to the next section. Uh, and before we move, uh, Ms. Trammell raised the question about uh, sidewalks. Uh, Mr. Saunders and or uh, Mr. Vincent, if you could um, any general comment relative to the councilwoman's um, inquiry? Um, I, I was sure I think it continues to be a priority. Um, and uh, I know we are looking at any and all opportunities to, you know, address some of those critical infrastructure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think as we're moving forward this year, both with our conversations about ARP funding, infrastructure funding, um, CVTA funding, et cetera, we should uh, make that part of our um, fall CIP planning that we've discussed several times that um, we, the administration would like to propose to council that we begin that planning, uh, not, you know, waiting for the general fund budget conversation, but, but doing our CIP planning um, beginning this fall. It will be a great opportunity to talk about how we can foresee making progress in those areas. Thank you. Councilwoman Trammell, did you have an additional question there? Thank you, yeah, thank you Madam President. Lincoln, um, I appreciate you, you know, you always calling me back and getting back with me. But, you know, we're talking about we don't even know how much the ARP money is going to be. Some people are saying 150 million, 158 million. I just, you know, and I know all of us and I had a conversation. There's nine council members and the mayor. And I would hope that, you know, maybe I know we're going to have more conversation, but I hope that all nine council members, even if we got a sort of 20, 30,000, 20 or 30 million dollars per person or whatever so that all of us can get some of these projects that like Councilman Michael Jones said his community center was bought back in the day it's still not finished my Hickory Hill is not finished and other community TB Smith community center and some of the other ones that we get criticized all the time about this and that and then when people realize they hear us talk about this kind of money do you know how many people will be calling in I want sidewalks I want my drainage I want my streets paid I want this done I want that done just in one eight, just in my eight district, I can give you 50 things that people didn't already called me about. And I said, we haven't got the money yet. Agreed. We haven't got the money yet. So if you could please include all of us in the conversation and let us know, be a part of it with you and the mayor. I would Absolutely. greatly appreciate that. Thank yes, you. Thank you. I would, I, that I would is say that. Mr. Saunders, proceed. I'm sorry. Um, I would say it's certainly uh, uh, everyone's intention to have a collaborative process for identifying for for planning for this funding. 
Um, I would say that it is certainly a priority to take an take an equity lens uh, to this uh, this planning. Uh, and then lastly, I'll say that um, what is going what will be important for us as we move forward is is to keep in mind that um, this is a once in a in a generation opportunity to make investments that meet either um, you know either long standing needs that we have had as a community. Um, or to invest in what will be the oppor- greater opportunity and growth um, for all of our residents. So it's going to be very important that we we bring that um, uh, that intentional intentionality to our work. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Yes, no, thank you, Madam President. I, I just want to say this and go on the record that again we talked about equity within our city. Everyone wants to talk equity until it's time to be equitable. The South Side has been neglected from a resource standpoint for decades. And this is an opportunity for us to get up to speed, to just catch up, to not get to not move the needle forward or down the road. But for us to just get to the the, the starting line uh, <laughs> to, to have, uh, you know, a conversation of equity is 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 vitally important every council person including myself we all could have put projects uh whether it's paving hall street whether it's sidewalks on hall street whether it's sidewalks on hay all of these different projects and my concern is is that if we're allowed and we are allowed because we can do it to just bring individual projects like these i didn't do it this year just simply because all right hey i know money's tight I could have done the same thing. Every one of us could have, but we've got to sit back and say, as a council, what are the priorities in the city and begin to approach this process that way? If not, it's just going to be, you know, all right, hey, someone in the first asked for $4 million for a project, someone in the seventh asked for, someone in the ninth, and equity has never reached in that manner. And so it's not that I don't support any project going on anywhere in the city, but when we have areas that have been neglected from a resource standpoint, and we have the data that shows that, and when we talk to people on the South Side, they know that we've been neglected, and so I hope that we can make up that difference come ARP time and really move the needle on the South Side of this city, because again, every last one of us could have put in specific CIP projects and my, my colleague in the fifth, she has something very specific, but it's getting kicked out and kicked back to say, hey, we need to have a more citywide approach, which I agree with and understand. But again, either we can be and have specificity from a project standpoint, or we can approach this from the greatest need, the greatest funding need as we move forward. Thank you, Councilman. Councilwoman Robertson. Yes, ma'am. I just want to make sure that people still remember that the 6th District is part of the South Side area that was part of the annex, and we had a plan done for sidewalk, drainage, alley repair, all of that work done. Had an engineer to actually do an official plan with a budget. Uh, it has not been funded, and so I just want to make sure that we, when we say South Side, that we recognize the fact that that includes uh, neighborhoods that are also in the 6th District. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. And I would, um, just to the points that have been raised, 
um, we have an opportunity from my perspective with the resources that are going to be available to apply an equity lens to look at longstanding issues um, and especially certainly uh, in terms of the south side but across the city footprint to address these um, um, these matters some of which have been planned and set on the table because of lack of resources but we have this opportunity now to prop apply equity lens to a significant uh, dollar amount that will be coming to our community and uh, to Ms. Um, Trammell's point and others, the involvement of all members uh, will be critical to um, making sure that that kind of analysis is applied and uh, will move forward. Uh, Mr. Anderson or Mr. Eckelberg, I'm not sure who's on point for this next section with parks. Um, I think we'll start with Samson. Okay. Um, this is the park section, similar to what was reviewed in our last CIP amendment meeting. Um, I've added some color to this, to Lenny, in the meeting that we previously had regarding these amendments. It was communicated by the administration that this park uh, playground equipment is already um, going to be included in the park's budget for this year, so to do this would be redundant. And the other information that we have received from the administration is out of all these other parks and community centers, because when you do projects like this similar to transportation and, and stormwater ones, there's a planning phase, et cetera, that leads into the actual um, work being completed. The unique thing about the James River Park infrastructure is that this project, that work has been completed. The studies and plannings have been completed, and this project is ready to go. It just uh, – needs the funding. Um, that distinction has not been communicated to our office about any of the remaining uh, parks um, CIP amendments. Okay, so Mr. Anderson, if I'm understanding you correctly, um, the projects that are indicated here well, I'll punt to Mr. Eckelberger first, and then Mr. Eckelberger, did you want to add something here? Before? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. I wanted to go over in a little more detail the discussion with the administration folks um, yesterday afternoon. Uh, there were a number of people in that meeting, Chris Frelke, the parks director, Bobby Vincent, uh, Jay Brown, and uh, Lincoln Saunders, among others. Um, as Samson said, most of these, with the exception of that one James River Park infrastructure for which the planning has been done, the others are not in a position to move forward. Um, the suggestion with one of them, the community and center enhancements for Hickory Hill, would be that council have a text amendment added to um, the parks budget to ask parks to go forward with the planning and community engagement to get a better handle on what we would be doing with the Hickory Hill uh, and then come back. The cost is, is probably quite a bit more than the $800,000, but you would do that planning within the parks operating budget 
and and they agreed that if you put a text amendment to that, that they would engage in that planning to get ready to do something with this one. That's okay. all I have for now. And then with the James River Park infrastructure, how I don't see a notation in terms of how that would be handled. You said no, that's ready to go. Yes, ma'am. The discussion with the administration was that that would be added to your priority list for funding from either the ARP or the Biden infrastructure bill, which is actually called the American Jobs Plan Act. And that's that's working its way through Congress now. Thank you. Councilwoman Robertson and then Councilwoman Lambert. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh Clarification, I didn't hear Mr. Anderson's statement as it relates to one of the parks that I requested information for. Um, that That's because he deferred to me, Ms. Robertson. Uh, the, the parks that you requested for were Ann Hardy Plaza and Hillside Court, Ann Hardy at 300,000 and Hillside Court at 150. And the administration's comments on those were that uh, those two were not ready to go forward at this point in time. Um, I have had. I, I'm not sure that the administration is given the correct information about what this request is asking for to be done. Um, Anne Hardy Park has been under construction now for five years or more, and. We have a master plan that has already been designed and developed for that park. It has been shut down. The voting precinct has been moved for, I don't even know how many uh, voting cycles we've had. Um, if I understood you, the staff uh, comments yesterday in regards to the splash pads that are not working out there um, and have not worked, I mean, we've invested the money in the park and it's there, but it's not operational uh, because of some maintenance stuff that needs to be, I guess, uh, done. And also we talked about putting um, another uh, activity on the park grounds. I've had this conversation with the administration and my understanding that we can we can move forward with that. That's not a. Uh, major um, delay in making that happen. So I, I and, and as far as Hillside Court, I have shared this information. We've met with the administration on this. We are working with the uh, volunteer architects that have been working with the community for uh, ever since the young child um, was murdered right in front of his doorstep. And we have been working, and I'm not going to mention the name for respect of the family. Um, and we've completed all of the designs. We've completed the MOU with the Housing Authority. Um, all of the work that needs to be done has been basically done. Uh, I got a commitment from the administration as it relates to the money. Uh, didn't see it specifically in the budget. So I think that there's a maybe a... A misunderstanding of uh, the scope of work, but both of those projects are ready to go, and I would ask that we keep them in the budget. Uh, might I have um, is Mr. Uh, Saunders, uh, Mr. Frakey, either on uh, to be able to speak to Councilwoman Robertson's um, comments and concern in regards uh, to these two items? 
I would ask um, for uh, Director Frocky to speak to this, please. Good afternoon, uh, President Newbill and fellow council members. Um, uh, what Councilor Robinson did share, there's a couple things just I want to do point of clarification. What administration said that um, it wasn't an item that we put forward. It's very been a very tough uh, budget year, and we realize that there's prioritization um, for that. She is correct. There is a master plan. I also just wanted to correct the splash pad was not broken. Due to COVID restrictions, we were not allowed to have the splash pad working. There's been broken. You're absolutely right, Councilor Robinson, but that was not the issue why it hasn't been functioning. We had COVID restrictions uh, last year that splash pads were not operational until the last few weeks. So we're working on trying to get that restored. There are some challenges with that particular feature, but it, there are aspects that are, are operational. Um, but that the is sports, definitely. So the sports activity that I spoke with you about on the front side of the park where we are trying to divert a yeah. lot of the activities is having there for roughly 300. Uh, I understand that the administration may not feel like that's a highest priority, but the installation of such is not something that we uh, would say that it's impossible for us to get it done if the budget is there. It would take it would take the process to that particular installation would have to go through UDC planning and and go out to bid. Those would be the steps that would need to happen for that. And if the funding is in place, there's no reason why we could not get a small project like that done. It, it could be done. Yes, I mean those things could be done. Okay. The, on that front, the issue was just sort of, I, I think, you know, we're looking at all the different needs that the city has as a tough budget year. Um, and so those were sort of the our concerns. And that was sort of what I, I thought was stated in the meeting yesterday. Understood. Uh, uh, that is the reason why we put amendments in. Uh, I understand that. Um, and on the Hillside Court, I'm not sure what how familiar you are. Uh, with the work that has been done over there, I know we've made a presentation to Mr. Sanders and to the mayor um, and showed all of the drawings and all of the work that has been done. Level of community engagement and everything has certainly been done as it relates to the Hillside Court area. Council Robertson, I'm not aware of that project at all. My only okay. concern about that project, if the city were to build it, what would the liability be associated with that. I'm not aware of the housing authority to have a playground inspector, um, which is a requirement that that needs to be done every 30 days. Um, and so that would be my largest concern is if the city were to build it, what then additional costs that we would have to do um, on maintaining it and, um, and all those other pieces that have not been factored into our budget. Um, so that would be my, my largest concern if that was in the Parks and Recreation budget to install um, something that wasn't on city property that would be something for us to maintain uh, and, and do those pieces. Ms. Morton has attended, ma'am, Ms. Morton has attended all the meetings or some of the meetings that we've had in regards to this and very much familiar with this and we also have an MOU as it relates to liability signed with the Housing Authority. So we can make those documents available to you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Councilwoman Lambert? Yes, um, thank you, Madam. I just wanted a point of clarification. Um, have we actually gotten the um, list of requirements that are used for the ARP funds? I thought um, we weren't sure what exactly we can use those funds for. And if so, I just wanted to know if we had gotten, um, if we can use those funds for parks. 
Um, um, they are <clears throat> to answer, Ms. Ackelberger. Yes, ma'am. We're we're still waiting for the U.S. Treasury to provide the guidelines, the detailed guidelines, uh, as are all localities and states throughout the country. Um, the general broad uh, outlines would indicate that you can use some of these monies. And now that the the what what the Biden administration is calling the American Jobs Plan Act is working its way through Congress, it makes it even more likely that you'll be able to fund these types of things in the not too distant future. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Councilman Jones. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Madam President. Um, just want to speak to um, just Parks and Recs and um, intentionality on uh, some of the projects that are there. I know uh, Councilwoman Trammell has a definite need for for her particular project. I've already stated my need for uh, Southside Community Center. I would love to get a commitment from council that, you know, hey, that these projects will be be uh, brought forward with ARP funding, that 15 million to complete parks and recs to not have it last until 2026. But as soon as those dollars are made available, that 15 million uh, that we're that that we bring all these projects forward to complete Southside Community Center and bring forward what's needed for Hickory Hill. And so that's something that I'm offering right now. Uh, and was wondering if we could potentially get consensus on that right now amongst my colleagues. Um, I would um, ask first that um, that same um, approach would be applied to all of these items for consideration. For consensus. Are, are, are you saying within including the all two the parks that, and recs? All of these items that we see here including uh, Hickory Hill is already here, but also including the Southside Community Center. Um, again, there are significant dollars that are coming. Um, they are a large portion of them are one time. And I'll ask administration to, to speak to them, but that we queue all of these up for those dollars so that we can make them happen, including I – mean Southside is not listed here, but including Southside, Hickory Hill, that's the only one that's not listed on this list, that we queue all of these up for that exact source of funding. Right. So this Southside Community Center would be in the tune of, again, $15 million. We're getting and if, that, if we could add that, that'd be great. That's, that's, that's what I'm suggesting, Mr. Jones, that we queue all of these up for those funds. These projects have been longstanding, many of them. And uh, for ex exactly to your point, uh, Mr. Saunders, do you have a comment there? <laughs> Why don't we just do the entire CIP budget that way if we're going to do these things? Because all of us have projects in our districts. Um, Madam President, I, I, I don't yes. think I have my hand raised, but I but I do. Oh, I thought I saw the hand beside one of these he, circles over here. He, so I'm not OK. You know, I've always got to comment that. So um, I would say that, you know, I, I think there is a, a balance to be found here uh, as far as the how much we, we are uh, assigning to the ARP. But but I would just remind us that um, I, the reason we all, I believe, advocated for federal relief, the reason we um, are, uh, I believe, um, 
glad that Congress and um, uh, President Biden were able to achieve consensus to pass it is that, you know, we are in a tough budget year where revenues are tens of millions down, where our projections just a few years um, had us had us going and being. So it's um, it's a good thing that these funds, you know, will be making their way to the city. And as we get clearer guidance on exactly how they can be spent, um, it, it's it's certainly not inconsistent that we would be looking at priorities that that have been longstanding priorities, be they infrastructure um, like streets and sidewalks or uh, community centers and parks, that, that they would be amongst the, the early items that we flagged as being priorities for our, for our planning. Thank you. Uh, members, um, I would, um, if there are no other questions or comments at this time, would ask if you would be amenable to the proposal whereby these items, including um, Southside Community Center, would be queued up for consideration of funding coming to this community, uh, whether it's in infrastructure or funds that uh, provide for lost revenue or uh, ARP that we queue up these projects for consideration in that uh, amongst those funding uh, pool items. Might I see consensus on that? Um, Madam President, can we also add um, other districts um, that want that have projects to um, that are that have been priority um, because you know not all of us are up here, including sure. myself. But there so, are a few that okay. Um, sure. So, Councilwoman Lambert, if we could address these, and then I th in the process, I think we have to make room for people to add projects. Yeah. This is, can't be the universe. We all know that there are other items uh, and other. Uh, initiatives that um, individuals would like to see move forward that would I would say would be a part of that list for consideration in this moment I'm just trying to at least uh, address these items that are before us so yeah. yes no, that's, would, that's not a problem and okay. I only request that for the simple fact for newcomers like Councilman sure. Jordan and myself you know the first day we got here that Wednesday we were asked for amendment so you I know, got you. just catching up to just you know, so that's all. Thank sure. you. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Mr. Eckelberger, is that you? Yes, yes, ma'am, it yeah. is. I, I just want to make sure everybody's clear on, on something. Inclusion in this list, which is the resolution that, that grew out of the operating budget discussions, would only address a small portion of the funds that are going to be available for, from the federal government through these various pieces of legislation. There will need to be a comprehensive process to go over all the needs, but the original intent of drafting this resolution was to provide specific reference to making the items that were proposed as budget amendments priorities for funding from the ARP. It does not preclude all the others. Um, just wanted to make sure everybody was clear on that. Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. Um, Councilwoman Lynch, um, do you have your hand for a question or comment? No, I, 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 okay. I thought okay. you're we were ready to move sorry. forward. Okay. Councilwoman Robertson, uh, was that a question or are you prepared to move no, forward? No, I just want to be clear that, you know, if we're going to lump these things in, certainly when we put in amendments to the budget, we only put in amendments that we think are reasonable to be achieved and certainly not 
of path, all funding opportunities that are desperately needed. And so as long as we can add to this list, um, then I'm good. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. I think that um, what I'm asking for consensus on is that these items would be uh, included on the list for consideration for uh, the various state and federal funds that will come forward and separately per the follow-up comments that there will be opportunity as we go through and review um, the funding that's available to look at ad adding additional items for consideration. Madam Chair, I have one other question I'd like to ask though, because that I'm concerned about. Um, yes. We have cut our department staff tremendously. Uh, we have frozen many, many, many positions. And though I know we are talking about all of this increased funding that is coming forward, we still have internal processes that have to be followed. You know, when Parks and Rec say to me, well, you know, I've got to put it out for procurement and I've got to do this and i got to do that. And, you know, the overall construction for $300,000, not, not a big project. Um, we may not have the manpower and all those kinds of things. I think that it's important that we have this discussion about all of this money that we are talking about coming to the city. And in, in one case, this ARP money that we're speaking of, you know, the timeline that we've got to spend the money, uh, what projects are shovel ready, those kinds of things as to how we're going to get this done. And do we have the staff to be able to execute all of these kinds of uh, revenues that are coming to us? And, you know, because we're led to believe at this time that we've frozen these positions. And these new funds that we're speaking of, that includes staffing. Uh, Thank you. So I think that there's yes. a, I think we need to be, uh, we really need to be comprehensive in our thinking. And I think council is willing to work to delay funding or uh, to uh, disregard our amendments in the process, but you know, without any assurance that these things uh, are going to see daylight. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just concerned that we're not thinking through the whole process comprehensively. And in the process, we will realize that we have neglected to push for admin and find that, um, you know, at the end of the day, funding may be and divert it to something else altogether because of this process. So uh, I just want to put that out there. Thank you. Caution. And I, um, I would like to come back to that um, with the administration. There would be um, funds that will make up for lost revenues that I think will give us opportunity to talk about staffing capacities. Um, in this moment, however, what's on the table, and, and so I want to put a pin there, I don't want to lose that, Councilwoman Robertson, because that's the reality. Um, so I would like to put a pin in that for this moment and see if I have consensus to move forward with these items as previously stated. Madam President. Madam President. Yeah, Councilwoman Trammell. May I just ask one question, please? Can you tell, can you tell us how many um, positions are not going to be funded or how many positions are 
vacancies. I mean, every year. We no, I can't tell you. It, this is CIP, so I can't tell you out of, in this moment, but I will ask the administration to um, speak to that. I'd like to get closure on the CIP item and then come to that because that's in a different category. So might I get consensus on these items and placing them in queue relative to um, the anticipated funding, if I could see hand. Thank you. We have consensus and uh, we will proceed accordingly and we'll ensure that that opportunity to um, entertain other um, to entertain other projects as we delineate our process for reviewing these funds are there. Now back to Councilwoman Trammell's and Councilwoman Robertson's comment relative to capacity and staffing, those kinds of things. Mr. Saunders, do you have a comment or is there some feedback from the administration? I would, I would just say I appreciate the, the question and the um, the thoughtfulness um, from uh, Vice President Robertson about the, the future impacts on workload uh, of some of these items. Um, I do believe it's something that we will want to discuss as part of process I do think you know if there's a challenge there's always a, a solution uh, and ways we can work to build it up I will say that you know um, in procurement for example director Betty Burrell has um, worked hard and, and been able to to bring additional team members on uh, and has been doing a great job leading that department um, you know is this something we need to be uh, planning for and concerned with absolutely but I think we can work with council about how we plan to approach that Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Um, Mr. Anderson, if we could go, proceed to schools, the next category. Yes, ma'am. This is the um, amendment, CIP amendment that was accidentally uh, merged with an, another CIP amendment request of Vice President Robertson. So here it's been broken out. There is a project in uh, the that's being planned for fiscal year 24 which is school modernization for uh, 100 million it is in go bonds and this CIP amendment simply states moving this uh, debt capacity um, from fiscal year 24 to fiscal year 22 thank you uh, mr. Eckelberger was there a comment. I thought I saw your. Um, yes, ma'am. But then I'll punt to I the was, administration to. Madam um, Chair, I'd like to respond. To I'm this sorry. Uh, Just right. a clarification. Because yeah. Um, sure. Let's start some, with Councilwoman Robertson. Go, proceed, Councilwoman Robertson. I'm sorry. And okay. then we'll come back to staff. All right. Um. The question I ask as it relates to this amendment as well. Uh, and which I shared as well with staff at the time that we put that this amendment was put in. Uh, moving this kind of money up into the current year, certainly I am well aware that it will have a tremendous impact on our debt capacity. Uh, and I realized that when we move funds from out years to current years that we face that challenge with any of our CIP amendments to the budget. 
Um, and I expressed that concern uh, when I asked for this to be put in for a minute. So uh, let me help you just appreciate why uh, this request was made. Uh, we all know that Richard Public Schools uh, have made a conscious decision that they want to, they will, they will develop, build um, their own schools. And George Wythe is one of those schools that we are looking at moving forward with the development with the projection of it being completed by 24. Um, the comment that I got back from some schools uh, representative is that the reason why they would not be able to meet the 24 year deadline is because the budget, the appropriation of funds for George Wolf in the budget is not appropriated until the year 24. And therefore, the development, the funding that is needed, you know, from today forward needs to be moved up uh, into the current next two years in order to meet the 24 year, the 24th year completion date. Um, I realize that, you know, that's a whole lot of uh, readjustments to the budget that would have to be made in order to make that a reality. What I don't know and what I'd like to know is that there is sufficient monies that have already been appropriated in previous years that we can move forward with the development uh, schedule uh, for George Wythe. And this this appropriation is not necessary to be moved forward. Um, so this amendment is seeking to get answers to those questions, and hopefully we can do that, uh, Madam Chair. And if that is the case, which I hope is the case, uh, then this amendment would not be necessary at all. But I would, I do need to know that. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Madam President. Yes. If I could, I, I yes. am aware that there is a considerable balance in the school's capital account for the city, but whether that's already committed or not, I, I would have to do some more work with the city administration and probably the school's administration to better understand that. Um, as far as the $100 million itself, um, I had a lengthy conversation with uh, Jim DeVal yesterday afternoon and about this, this topic. And at the moment, there would be no capacity uh, at all to move funding into FY22. He did say, however, that if the economic conditions recover, that they would have to look at debt capacity moving into the future. But there might possibly be, and I want to make sure everybody understands this is conditional, um, there might possibly be the ability to move a project like this into FY23. But that there are a lot of ifs involved in that statement regarding recovery from COVID, et cetera. Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. Mr. Saunders? Uh, yes, ma'am. We, I, I believe Jim Duvall is on the line, could actually speak um, to this uh, himself. Thank you. <coughs> Jim? Good afternoon. This is Jim Duvall from the Finance Department. Um, we do have limited debt capacity. Uh, the, the projects that are already in the CIP um, when we when we ladder that out over the years, um, 
it, it's very tight in trying to continue to make sure we stay within our debt policies and um, maintain our good relationship with the with the rating agencies. Um, it, it uh, we we have uh, taken on a lot of additional debt in the last three years, um, and that is you know pushing us right to that 10% uh, affordability limit. Um, and so I, I did have some significant reservations about, you know, when I saw this in the in the plan here to, you know, consider moving this to 2022. I just I just don't think we can afford that and stay within our policies. Uh, I think there are some other plans that, you know, maybe uh, might ask Bob Stidell to step in and, and talk a little bit about some of the thinking um, from his side of the shop, but um, I do have some reservations about moving this significant amount of additional debt, um, uh, you know, forward in time. Um, a hundred million dollars, you know, once it's fully issued, is it will take seven million dollars of revenue annually from the general fund over the next 20 years, um, and, and that's. Um, that's a significant amount of money um, that uh, in a tough budget year here. Thank you. Um, Mr. Saunders, was there Mr. Stidell, was that your? Yeah, I was going to. Or was um, there some other comment? I think Bob could perhaps speak to kind of um, the, the second half of Ms. Robertson's question about um, perhaps why this move isn't necessary to achieve the goals that we've been discussing regarding George Weth. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Steidel. Yes, Madam President, thank you. Yeah, we have about $7.3 million currently that we can use for planning for the WITH design. So at this time, we don't need any new appropriations. We, we have the dollars to be able to continue moving forward with that. And, and uh, as, as, I, I would like to not make my friend Jim Duvall get have a heart attack by trying to move these monies around at this time. Thank you. Madam Chair, can I ask a follow-up question? Because I'm not – look, I have no desire to move money up that we don't need, okay, uh, at all. However, I do want to make sure that, that uh, the information that I have been fed from schools is that even if we are trying to meet to reach a 24-year completion, that if the other funding that is available for us is in year 24, there still would be a need to move some of those funds uh, up. Some, uh, Mr. Sadiel, you know, I, you know, this business, you know, construction, you know, when when you would have to levy additional funds to keep things moving once we get the ball rolling, uh, which we don't know exactly when that's going to be right now. But, um, you know, so th I guess that's the only thing that I'm asking. And if, and if you all are comfortable that, you know, we don't need to move 25 or, or anything into the next, uh, even if it's not 22, 23, 24, where it is is sufficient uh, for where we are and how you see things at the present time. I, that's the only information that I'd like to get back from you. Uh, Madam President, if I may. Yes, Mr. Steidel, please. So, so, ma'am, that's a great question. Uh, 
to, to do these projects successfully, we have to get the money when the spend plan says we need to do it. We will know we will know more about when we need dollars in fiscal year 23, which are not before you now 24. Um, so and it's going to depend on what's available from the ARP, both the school, the Commonwealth, the city, what's in the American jobs plan, how well we're recovering on our meals tax. There's an awful lot of variables, ma'am, right now, but but we will have to look at this year by year to be able to bring to you the updated spend plan for WISP, no matter who's running it, whether it's the city or whether it's the schools. So you see that information every year. I think we have to do that on a very intentional basis year by year. So, okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, Mr. Seidel, uh, you think that schools will not be hampered in the construction moving forward uh, and with us leaving the entire 100 word is and we'll do a reassessment next year at budget time. Ma'am, no matter who's designing and moving forward with the project, they have the money they need to do for fiscal year 22, but we will have to assess for fiscal year 23. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Madam. Uh, yes, Councilwoman Robertson. With, with that your- clarification, uh, I will remove this um, this request for monies to be moved forward with the understanding that we will assess it next year and find out where we are. Thank you, uh, Councilwoman Robertson. With that, okay. thank you. Um, Councilman Jones, did you have a question relative to that item? Yes, no, just one quick, quick question sure. for clarification from uh, uh, the interim CAO. The school board can hijack this process and delay this, or is there any recourse that city council has? Because I just I just simply believe right. no matter who builds it, it needs to be it needs to be built as quickly as possible. So, um, so I'm just trying to I'm just trying to understand count, that, Madam. Sure. Uh, Madam Council, President. Councilman Jones. Um, and we can have a discussion of that before we get off of this 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 call. But I want to go on and complete our um, budget work. We have now Mr. Sampson uh, Anderson and or Mr. Eckelberger. Um, we are balanced with CIP. Is that correct? You're, yes, ma'am. You're you're balanced with CIP. And the only other thing I had for you folks to go over today was the the draft of this the cart request for the or, for the resolution on the uh, federal funding that okay. we've been discussing? But I, I needed to go over that draft with you. Okay, and I don't I will not forget your point, Mr. Jones. We will come back to that, but I'm just trying to get to closure relative to the budget specific. Mr. Eckelberger. Yes, ma'am. If Sampson has finished sharing his screen. He has not as of yet. And while he's doing that, Councilwoman Jordan. It, it should no longer be. Okay. Shared. I can't, we can't hear you, Councilwoman Jordan. Okay. No. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Okay, great. I can't hear. Um, are we gonna can you speak? No. Can you speak up? I, I can't hear you. Are we going to talk about the amendment reductions? What amendment re- reductions well, relative to um, the amendment to free police? If 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 I may, Councilman okay. Jordan, y'all okay. basically 
just got consensus on not spending any CIP money, and because of that, you don't need to cut any CIP money. Well, I right. disagree. That's the reason I put the amendment to freeze it was uh, to push us further along in our green fleet planning. And um, Council President Newbill and Council Member Andreas Addison and I were all at a meeting today where Senator Warner, you know, was very encouraging of municipalities getting their plan together to be in queue for that funding when it comes. He, yeah. So, okay. So, Councilwoman Jordan, if I can, if we could go through this item that's on here, and I'll come back to that item. Um, he was yes, because uh, Senator Warner referenced several things. The things that was pretty immediate was to make sure we had our broadband plan of action by Labor Day. So, but we'll come back. Let's get closure here, and we'll come back. So we have two items to return to. Um, is this you, Mr. Anderson, or Mr. Eckelberger, who's walking us through this? Uh, it, I'm Madam Chairman, it's Bill Eckelberger. I'm, I'm walking you through this, and I hope that you can all see on your screens a, a cart request document that's labeled draft in red. Am I correct in that assumption? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Let me walk you through this. First of all, this would be for expedited consideration. It would be introduced on Monday, along with your other budget-related uh, ordinances and amendments. And it's pretty straightforward. It says that it would express the intent of City Council that priority be given to funding the items set out in the following list from such funds as are received from the city by the city of Richmond pursuant to the American Rescue Plan Act the American Jobs Plan Act, which is the Biden infrastructure bill that Senator Warner, uh, yes, Senator Warner apparently had some comments on earlier today, and then or other federal or state legislation, because there is other federal legislation that's moving its way through Congress that might provide money for the city. Um, and there's going to be some pass-through money from the state that might be caught up in state legislation, for example, an, an amendment to the state budget. Uh, so it's trying to capture all of those fund sources. And from those fund sources, there would be the list of the items from your operating budget that you reached consensus on the other day. And then today, you reached consensus on the James River Park and the other CIP amendments to be included in this list. And I'll have to set what? those out separately, but they total $3.3 million. And then uh, finally, Craig Mr. Eckelberger, yes. just on that item, it was a little more agreed to than that. So you'll have to capture the additional um, uh, consensus reached on the other, whether it was the Southside Community Center. There were some others that were captured. So that number uh, is not uh, Well, let me get exhaustive. to the next let me yeah. let me get to the next piece of this because it also says uh, nothing in the above list shall limit uh, funding to the amount shown if additional funding is required. So I mean, okay. I could add an item that just says parks and community centers to be determined. Well, that's the will of council. Sure. Okay, so there are those to be determined by addition, but there are those that were itemized that were agreed to in the, just prior to the CIP. So whichever way you reference that, I think that was the consensus of the body. 
So, Madam President, I would feel more comfortable with him just adding the line. I would love to see and want to see Southside Community Center. Well, that's what I'm million. saying, Mr. Jones. Yes, ma'am, that I, know. So I just yes. disagree with Bill. Bill, okay. I would ask that you would put $15 million for Southside Community Center in there, please. Well, um, we'll at, he'll do that entire cleanup and come bring it back to us so we have all of the centers um, itemized from the prior agreement because we just, you know, got consensus on that. But, yes, we'll look to add all of the items, all that were in that list. Uh, Councilwoman Trammell. Thank you, Madam President. Also, the $500,000 for the eviction prevention services, um, can you explain that a little bit better? And That is the amendment that was put forward by, I believe, Councilmember Lynch to um, provide additional funding for eviction prevention services. And detail beyond that, I would have to defer to the patron of that amendment. So let me just say those items came out of the our review of the general um, fund budget, and they were the ones that we said we would include in ARP and or other funding for consideration. We had a whole list under housing, um, and uh, that whole housing category, they, Bill just simply brought those forward from that list, as well as other items to do with the uh, zoning, the uh, photo speed ticket. All of those were items that we agreed that we would place um, on that list uh, for consideration under the ARP funding. So, Ms. Lambert and then Ms. Lynch. Yes, thank you, Madam President. Um, that's fine. It's just moving fast. And I think right. like, wait a minute. Um, but I just want to make sure that all of our priorities that we discussed at our retreat are being addressed as well. So I'm okay. you know, on board as well. Thanks. Thank you. Miss Lynch, Councilwoman Lynch. Um, I, I just wanted to correct the record. Um, the I, I did not put in the $500,000 for eviction prevention services. I think it is actually, I'm not, well, there's we'll actually a separate tranche of funding for, listing, um, yeah, there's a separate tranche of funding for eviction yes. and rental assistance um, that's going to the state. I would recommend taking that out and actually um you know, relying on our state funding. I don't know that we want to use local recovery fund dollars. Um, so, Madam President, that, that's why it says from from the federal legislation or state legislation. So if if there is pass through money, right, this would be open for consideration. If there is no pass through money, if it's being paid for by the state, then the then process you finally arrive at for determining how you will spend your ARP an American Jobs Plan Act money would address the fact that there is no need for this money. That's correct. Thank you. Councilwoman Trammell, did you have an additional question? Yeah, Madam President. Yes. Earlier when I had asked about the um, positions being frozen, I guess I, you know, I didn't fully go into it about police and fire that's been, you know, their positions, how many positions are being you know, frozen and, and we're losing officers even more. I heard today that four more have left. And I want to say this. We have over 233,000 citizens in the city and more. The population is going up and up and up. Thank God for that, because I know we've we've wanted that for so long. But you know what? The calls for service has not went down. The calls of service is going up. 
how do we feel how do we how do we you know make sure that these calls are being handled in a proper manner if we don't have enough police officers or firefighters or even the rescue squad the richmond ambulance authority i want to know how can we put that in here to make sure that those positions are not are not frozen and we put them back because we're going to need those positions and also we need that pay for our police officers and our firefighters and i and i've said it over and over and over we do not keep we do not need a study a study a study and i want to know what happened to the study that we did in 2018 what came of that study? Wait a minute, Madam President, yes. because this is something very, very important. We can have affordable housing. We can have this and that. But if we don't feel safe in this city, who is going to stay in this city? What businesses are going to come into the city if you do not feel safe? And I know because we went through this in 1996 when we had, what, 160 homicides in this city. Thank that you, Councilwoman. a population of 198,000. Now we're up to 233,000 plus. Thank Can you help me with that, Madam President? Yes. Uh, Councilwoman Trammell, if you, Mr. Eckelberger, are you through with this item? And then we'll come back. I, I, the last thing um, on this item is the final clause in this CART request would say that in the event that the funds received from the above sources, that would be the ARP, the American Jobs Plan Act, or other federal or state legislation, um, cannot be used for the purposes that are set out in this priority list that the chief administrative officer is being asked to come back with a plan for uh, funding of those items. Thank you. Does that complete this review at this point? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And so at this point, and I, there are several items that we'll need to come back to. We have completed um, the CIP it is balanced. We've made decisions about what will be looked at in the context of additional funding anticipated. We have uh, a few items on the table. Um, Councilwoman Jordan had an item relative to fleet. Councilwoman um, Trammell had an item relative to vacancies. And so I am going to um, so. So let me be clear, we have balanced the budget for council on both sides, general and CIP. Uh, so uh, congratulations for that. Now to, for further discussion, um, Councilwoman uh, Jordan, and then I'll come back to um, Councilwoman uh, Trammell, and I'll ask the administration to weigh in on that. Mr. Saunders, you want to... Mr. Saunders, is that your I, hand I'm seeing? Um, I was going to respond, but if, if you're asked Ms. Jordan to go to speak. Well, to it, if I you're going to respond to the items that they've raised, then. Yeah, I was preempting. I'm, I'm sorry. OK, are you able to respond to items that are raised by either council? Well, Councilwoman Trammell was speaking to vacancies and positions, and so did Councilwoman Robertson raise that before about vacancies in general. Councilwoman Trammell, very specific to public safety, uh, et cetera. And she had a question about uh, uh, study, et cetera. I don't know that, that I'll get to respond to all of that, but I, I will say that the um, uh, you know police and fire are um, funded to move forward with recruiting classes, um, which is how we will address, I think, in, in some part, some of the um opportunities for additional um additions to the the sworn forces uh there um 
and uh, I do, you know, continue to support the the study to really look at and make sure we develop the correct pay plan um, for public safety. Um, I, we've spoken that many times and and understand Councilwoman's concern, um, but I think it's still the administration's recommendation we move forward with that study. Um, I did just want to kind of mention as we we move forward with the conversation about fleet um, that the admit that uh, DCOS Dydell and the and the team have been working hard on our fleet plan, uh, and it's going to be done ready uh, on September 1st for implementation in FY23, um, with the inclusion of additional uh, e vehicles. Um, we as a city, we are already uh, certified green fleet, and are going to continue to get better. There are um, uh, opportunities within the the fleet plan that's in the capital budget. Uh, I know I had a conversation with Chief Smith specifically about um, his interest in in piloting some um, green electric vehicle purchases. Uh, and so, you know, we, we are looking to move forward. I would ask that rather than consider um, cutting our fleet that we look to invest in it, uh, continue to encourage the movement towards a green fleet and uh, as well as you know, some of the other items that are listed in there. Uh, Bobby has spoken about the uh, need to uh, expand our sidewalk maintenance programs. Some of the fleet purchases that are outlined in the capital budget include um, additional dump trucks for hauling off uh, the, you know, the, the concrete and other materials when we, we do sidewalk repair. So a lot of this stuff is, is interconnected, uh, and it's important that um, we maintain adequate funding for um, our fleet. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you. Mr. Saunders, while you are on, um, we when we balanced our general operating budget, we also the surplus that we had remaining, uh, we earmarked for gun violence and acts that the administration would uh, look for resources to um, to uh, uh, to add to that. And so I'd like to get an update in terms of where that is. Um, what, uh, from our, our last conversation, President Newbell, uh, the administration has gone back and looked at how we can address, um, I believe that there is, uh, you know, the roughly 130,000 that's in the general fund proposed for FY22 from council's amendments that is, will be available for personnel, um, that I believe has been proposed as part of the plan. Um, I believe the request of us was to try to identify, you know, the roughly 360,000 for what can be you know, considered a one-time funding expense for um, partnerships and, and grants with that are some of our community partners. So we have uh, Dr. Brown and I in the budget department um, looked at what we have drafted for the third quarter reappropriation and have incorporated that for um, for council's consideration. So that is an option we will bring forward as part of the third quarter reappropriation to make that funding available. Um, in this fiscal year, we would have the ability to carry it into the next fiscal year in the event that we weren't able and ready to spend it um, before the end of the fiscal year. Uh, so we hope that that meets the uh, interest and desire of city council. Okay. And I see hand. Thank you for that update. And I see hands uh, um, with Councilwoman Trammell and Councilwoman Jordan um, and then with Councilwoman Lynch. So Councilwoman uh Okay, Councilwoman Jordan. Thank you so much. Um, would it be appropriate to consider changing my amendment to a text amendment concerning uh, investing in green fleet? Um, do you want to indicate what it is you're considering and then the body can um, 
rather than continue to push for a freeze of fleet purchases until a green fleet plan has been established, would you prefer and would it be, I mean, should I just change that to a text amendment that states clearly the need for development of a green fleet plan? You know, I think that is, yes, that's the goal, I believe, for us and for the administration. So if you would uh, get with Mr. Eckelberger um, relative to that item, and then it will come forward and council will also be able to, you know, review that when we get the entirety of the package. But yes, thank you. Um, Councilwoman, go on, Councilwoman Jordan, I'm sorry. That's okay, Madam President. I will withdraw uh, my, that amendment then and work on the other one. Thank you. Councilwoman Trammell and then Councilwoman Lynch. Thank you, Madam President. Um, Lincoln, can you maybe, not today, but maybe next week, find out exactly about that 2018 study and what came of that study with police and fire? Because I remember asking different questions and really never got the answers. Because, I mean, how much did that study cost? Now we're going to spend another $100,000 for another study. And like I said, you can look into the, you know, in reference to what I'm telling you about, I think there's four more police officers that just left second precinct. Not for sure. This is just what I've heard today. And I mean, I think they just got out of the academy. They just, you know, went through the training. And you know that in Chesterfield and Henrico, they got signs up that says, come to us. We treat you like family. We treat you, you know, with more pay, take home car. They're offering more than what we're offering. And we're not, we're not treating them the way that we should be treating them. So we train them and we need to hold on to them. We, we got good officers and firefighters that, that get our training because we train, you know, we train them the best, the best of the best. And then we lose them. And that's, that's not good. And plus, all my people are screaming and hollering that they want to see community policing again. They want to see our officers back in the community. And I know that um, I got a phone call this morning. The guy was crying on the phone. He was so happy to see police officers over there on Ingram Avenue and on Keswick. He said, this is what we've been waiting for again. What happened? What happened? And we this got great captains and lieutenants. But we, we don't have enough officers, and that's what I told them. If you lost 74 a week ago that I was talking about, now four more, that's 78. Officers gone. Mr. Saunders, in response to Councilwoman Trent, a couple of questions about um, the last time the study was done. Um, there's still some question about costs related, but also the uh, uh, where we are in terms of recruitment. So if that can come back to us uh, with an update, we would appreciate that. Uh, certainly, I'd, I would definitely, we will certainly follow up. Uh, Councilman Chairman, we'll be glad to follow up with you on that. I, I, the only study I'm aware of from 2018 was the Gallagher Class and Comp study that was fully implemented. So I'm, I'm, if there's another study out there, I, I just would need to be clear on which one it is. But I'll do the research, Ms. Trammell, and look forward to following up with you. Thank you. Um, Councilwoman Lynch. Um, thank you, Madam President. Um, I just wanted to thank um, Mr. Saunders and um, the Council for coming, trying to work with us on getting the additional 366,000. Um, do we need a? Um, I think we would, but this is more of a question for our city attorney or maybe the CAO. Uh, but that need a resolution. Councilman yeah. Lynch, if, if it if it um, if this would work, I mean the the second, excuse me, the third quarter third reappropriation quarter. 
will be introduced at, I believe, your second meeting in May. So it will be there with the funding um, assigned. Uh, we're recommending it be assigned to the Department of Human Services, uh, and that can be programmed, you know, further from there. But you will have that paper in front of you or at least introduced uh, before the month is out. And if that would work, that will um, yeah, that would be my recommendation. But if council would like to do a text amendment or otherwise, you'll be um, quite frankly, I believe you'll be considering that the second quarter reappropriation very shortly thereafter or the third quarter reappropriation. Um, you're Mr. Saunders, you're referencing a text amendment, but that, that becomes effective with July. The third quarter reconciliation would have funds be available to us um, as upon passage, which would presumably be, you know, June. So, I mean, yes, we could put, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know that that would get us there as much as including it as a part of that um, report that would come back to us. So with that, uh, members, we have um, balanced our budgets. Um, we have some um, logistical work to do, so please follow up with um, uh, Mr. Eckelberger and or Mr. Anderson. Uh, Mr. Saunders, uh, clearly in terms of that last item, we'll be looking for that as a part of the paper. Um, we have follow up relative to inquiries that Ms. Uh, Trammell raised. And uh, with Councilwoman Robertson raised also being vigilant about capacity. We're going to get this windfall, but having the capacity to handle. So we have several items we'd really like you to get back with us on. Yes, Members, with that, um, we have completed our task. Councilwoman Robertson, are you right? Oh, okay. With that, um, we have completed our tasks. We have balanced our budget. We still have much more work to do, but at least in this phase, um, job well done. Listen, thank you, um, and uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Uh, this meeting is adjourned.